Today we, we celebrate Pentecost. So I'm actually going to, I want to tell you, uh, the message today is going to be a very well-known story. Uh, but the story of Pentecost is actually one of the least known stories, at least in, in my experience uh, in the church. Uh, we, we celebrate Pentecost, and if we asked or somebody came up to you and said, what is, what is Pentecost? Uh, more than likely you would say, well, it's the day the Holy Spirit came down. Uh, and I would say, yes, but that's only half true. And it's the fulfillment of something that actually was long time uh, before that. So uh, I want to tell you the meaning of Pentecost and then how that is fulfilled in the giving of the Spirit. And there's going to be four, uh, four pictures that I'm going to have, and I, and I hope it'll make sense and, and give power to, to this day. Uh, it says in Acts 2 that, that uh, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. Uh, the day of Pentecost, they had actually been celebrating for 1,500 years. And, and so just like every other year, they, uh, Pentecost was coming, and so they gathered together in, in Jerusalem again. But what were they celebrating? I'm actually going to need uh, some help. Brennan, would you mind coming in? All you got to do is just hold signs, so no, no talking anything. This is the, um, just hold it right there. This, this is Pentecost. Uh, Pentecost is, uh, like Dale said, it's uh, 50 days after the Passover. So you find uh, the beginnings of Pentecost in the book of Exodus. Uh, they go to the mountain, uh, Mount Sinai, where they receive the law, and they receive the law seven weeks after Passover. So seven times seven is 49, and they celebrate it on the day after that. So uh, seven sevens, seven Sabbaths, and on Sunday, then, they would celebrate uh, the giving of the law. When God came to the mountain where Moses met him there, he speaks the law, gives, gives Israel the law. And, and in this intention of what God was trying to do on that first Pentecost, was trying to make Israel a, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. This idea that they would be a, a kingdom of priests to the rest of the world that they would be an example, that they would be a witness to the rest of the world. And so to do that, God gave them these laws that people would look on the nation of Israel and go, this nation's different than any other nation I know. Their God must be unique. Uh, well, they, if you read the rest of the story of Exodus, they, they do horribly. Because as Moses is even getting the law, they're down making an, an idol, uh, the golden calf. And so God has to bring judgment down there. And it actually says, uh, he, he told the Levites, then I want you to grab a sword and I want you to bring judgment on all those who have rebelled against me and my ways. And it says, and about 3,000 were fell that day. Uh, so the law was given, judgment was given, and about 3,000 uh, men died that day. Well, Pentecost is directly linked to uh, the Passover. I mean, directly. You, if without the Passover, you don't have Pentecost because there's nothing to count from, right? Uh, so the Passover, uh, who would, Caleb, would you mind holding this one for me? So the Passover is here, and we all know the story of the Passover. Israel's in, in slavery. Uh, they go through ten plagues. The tenth plague is the death of the firstborn son, unless they have an innocent lamb, and over the house they would paint the blood. And so the blood of the innocent lamb is what saves them. So we get this picture of the story in Exodus of the Passover, and then we wait uh, 50 days later, and we get the story of the giving of the law and the celebration. Uh, this turns into, Pentecost actually turns into Feast of Weeks, if you've heard of that before, because it's the Feast of Weeks because it's seven weeks, so seven times seven on the 50th day. 
uh, you celebrate. It, it's also connected to the first harvest, so it's a first, uh, feast of first fruits. Um, so it, it's connected to a lot of things, and, and a lot of those have so like huge imagery. Well, now we, we connect uh, the story of the Passover to, uh, Craig, would you mind just, or never mind, you're busy. Uh, would, you, would you mind helping me, Rachel? Um, we connect Passover to the cross of Jesus. In fact, uh, we understand what Jesus' death on the cross means because we have the, the story of the Passover, right? Uh, it's the innocent blood. Even John said, hey, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It's through Jesus' blood that we, uh, that we have salvation. In the same way, when the day of Pentecost came, it was fulfilling an Old Testament story. Uh, on that mountain, on Mount Sinai, there was lightning and fire and smoke and clouds. The presence of God was there, and he was delegating this role to his people to be a kingdom of priests to the nations. But they messed up from there. And so God, through Jesus, has to fulfill the story of, of the Old Testament, both in his death as the Passover lamb. You know, it's 40 days he's on earth and he uh, instructs his disciples, and then he takes off. And for 10 days, they're like, now what? For 10 days, no Jesus, no spirit, and they're waiting. And, and some of the questions, why are you waiting? When Jesus left, why didn't the spirit just instantly come down? Well, the reason is because he was fulfilling a story that was taking place so that the people, these Israelites, would understand, oh, through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, we're finally fulfilling the intentions God had at the beginning to be a kingdom of priests to the nations. And so on the day of Pentecost, you have these tongues of fire come down. And it seems like a weird imagery to us. But fire really rep represents the, uh, the presence of God, and tongues really represent speech. So the presence of God and speech that he's giving to his church, to the people, to be a witness, a kingdom of priests to the nations. And that's exactly what Dale said. That's what we see in the book of Acts all the way till the end, a gathering of nations, of people all together. Because God has said, I'm giving you my power to be a witness to the entire world. Well, it starts with your community, obviously, around here, your neighborhood, your, your family. And so this day of Pentecost is a fulfillment of all that Old Testament uh, stories and scriptures through Jesus and the Holy Spirit to each of you. Uh, and so I wanted to thank you guys. You can take the pictures with you and sit down. That's great. Keep them as a reminder uh, of it. So I wanted to kind of mark this day as special because we didn't have anything special growing up uh, in, in my churches when I grew up. But I wanted to make this day special because not only is the Passover special because of the crucifixion of Jesus, uh, this day when the Holy Spirit came down is, is super special because of Pentecost because of God's intentions for his people. Uh, and so what we're going to do, we're going to have uh, the elders, so Dean and Craig are going to come up. They wanna, they're going to read a few, uh, just a few verses. And then each of you, hopefully, oh, where did I put my, uh, each of you um, hopefully got a little tea light candle. Uh, this is going to be our tongues of fire uh, coming down. This is uh, symbolism of your witness 
uh, to the world. So if you want, and just if you want, if, if you're new or you're like, I'd rather just watch, that's totally fine. No one's even going to know. Um, so then Dean and Craig are going to light the, the end of each of the, the pews. And then the person next to you will then light uh, their candle from yours. And then as soon as the person next to you has lit their candle, then just make your way up here. And you can place the candle anywhere um, uh, up here, just not on the cloth, OK? Just any, anywhere on, on the wood. Uh, things. Um, and while we're doing that, Mary's going to be, be playing. And so the imagery, hopefully the, the picture that you guys take, uh, even with you, is that we are a kingdom of priests, that the Holy Spirit has given us his power to be a witness to the world, to call out for the nations. Is that cool? I think it's, I think it's just the coolest thing. Let me pray, and then uh, maybe Dean and Craig, you guys come, come on up here, and then uh, let me pray real quick. Lord, thank you for this day. I don't know why you chose to um, partner with humans in your mission, but Lord, what an, what an honor and a joy it is to uh, proclaim uh, freedom for the captives, healing for the sick. Lord, that there is a hope and a future in you. Lord, that our sins can be forgiven, that we can uh, be made whole again, and that we can be part of a community. It's just a diverse community of of people that worship you and love you and follow you, that, that brings such richness to life. And Lord, would, would our little uh, church here be a witness to the world around us, to our community, to our neighborhoods, and all, all around the world? And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to read a couple verses from Acts chapter 1. Uh, verse 4. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them a command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift the Father has promised, which you have heard him, me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to read Acts 1, 6, 7, and 8. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. That's a that's a cool image, huh? That we're uh, we're all lights, but together we uh, what, what powerful that is.